It's time for Green and Gold Insiders on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. We're still trying to figure out if he's on the naughty or nice list. He is ESPN Milwaukee's Jason Wildey. Good afternoon, Wildey. I think Paul is trying to figure out the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, good afternoon, uh, <laughs> Debbie. You keep doing a great job of getting me a little nervous about my drive, but it sounds like uh, another ballet, another nutcracker show. We should, knock on wood, be able to get to the Marcus Center without incident. So, yeah. Thanks, you're, Debbie. You're in good shape. A little bit of rain, but Debbie's going to watch out for you. Uh, so, Jason, speaking of the naughty and nice list, you talk to players. You get to know them much better than the rest of us. Which guy would be at the top, current Packers in the locker room, of the nice list, the nice guy list? Ooh, we, you know, what's neat about this young team is that there are a lot of kind of guys that haven't built up the, uh, I guess I would say, scars of their interactions with the media or difficult, you know, adversity moments. Uh, we give out a, an, an award each year uh, that we call the Tom Mulhern Stand-Up Guy Award. It's named for uh, my mentor who covered the Packers for a long time and passed away in 2014. And, and it's given to the player that, you know, is the stand-up guy who, when things don't go right, he's still there talking to reporters and explaining what's going on. And we've had a lot of winners. Devontae Adams won it three times. Kenny Clark has won it twice. Uh, we're down to our finalists for this year, and the three finalists were Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, and Kenny Clark. And all three of them are very deserving because – they are good dudes, but more importantly, they, they are pros that understand our role as reporters and are very respectful and, and try to be helpful when they can. So those guys would be at the top of my nice list. So, Jason, it is Christmas week. Christmas is on a Monday this year. It's also going to be a travel week for the team. With all that said, and it being a big game, a game they need to win to have any shot at the playoffs, does the locker room feel any different? I know it's business as usual, but do you see ever a, a Christmas hat is the music different? Is there anything different Christmas week? Um, in past years, it has been. Now, what's weird about this week, you know, the, they, they actually play on Christmas Eve. They'll travel back after that game. It's a noon game, so they'll be back, you know, fairly early in the evening back in Green Bay. Um, I have a couple of colleagues that still that travel. I don't have to do that anymore, which is good this year because I wouldn't want to miss Christmas with my family traveling back on Christmas Day on an airplane. Um, but, no, I, didn't, I have not sensed a, a different vibe. Now, there are weeks, uh, there are Christmas weeks in the past. Obviously, I've done this for a long time. In fact, I said to Luke Musgrave today that Rob Domofsky and I have been covering the team longer than you've been alive, so understand when we ask this question what we're getting at. Um, but th- there are weeks where they have to practice on Christmas. And so, like, if they practice on Christmas Eve, let's say Christmas Eve is Wednesday, Christmas Day is Thursday, there's weeks where they will practice early on Christmas Eve so they can get the guys out, especially the ones that have kids, out early enough. And then on Christmas Day, they'll actually push the schedule back into the late afternoon or evening so they can spend their time with their families on Christmas morning. So this is actually a pretty decent schedule. Certainly not fun to play on Christmas necessarily. They've done it on Christmas Day night before. Um, They've had a few Christmas Eve games. First game I ever covered was a Christmas Eve game when Yancey Thigpen dropped a touchdown in the yeah. end zone to clinch the division for the Packers, and he said Merry Christmas Green Bay afterwards. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, an interest, it's interesting when they play on holidays. 
Jason Wildey is with us. Packers are coming off two rough losses. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites at Carolina. How bad are these Panthers? Oh, they're bad. There's no denying they're bad. Uh, this is one of those games where uh, you have to win, as you put it earlier. You, this is not the kind of game you can lose. And if you fancy yourself to be a playoff team, uh, this is the kind of game you not only have to win, but you probably need to win it convincingly. And I'm eager to see if they do that. What will you be watching for when you watch Jordan Love? You know, I, I, I do think it's important for him, and, and I didn't think he played poorly against Tampa by any means. But, you know, he, he didn't have a great game against the Giants, and he was okay against Tampa. Uh, they haven't been very good in the red zone, red zone inside opponents' 20-yard lines the last two games. So that's the biggest thing I'm curious about is can they put some points up on the board? You know, as much as Carolina is not a very good team, their defense has played very well, and that will be a challenge, and I'm eager to see if they're up to that challenge, especially Jordan. Jason Wildey is with us. Jason, I wanted to ask you about something that we talked about earlier in the show. We had Brent Hensel on. He is the curator at the Packers Hall of Fame. Incredible guy, and I, I love the history. When we talk about the history of the Packers, and we had him on because UWGB is offering a really cool course, a certificate course where you can get a certificate if you take a course, it's all virtual. I think there's eight sessions where you study the history of the Green Bay Packers, and he kind of leads the course along with someone from UWGB. Do the players get any history lesson? Is it part of what they do as a young player? Do they understand the history of the franchise at all? Well, first of all, it sounds like a class that I need to take just to make sure that I'm on point with my knowledge of <laughs> Packers history. It, um, and, and, you know, they've got one of the all-time great sports writers in uh, Cliff Crystal as their historian now. He's kind of the godfather that uh, kind of set the standard for all of us on how we cover the team, um, much better than some others that maybe have gotten a little more credit. And, and so I've always learned my history from Cliff, but this sounds like a great idea. But to be honest with you, no, they don't. Like when Mike Sherman and Mike McCarthy were the head coaches, I do believe that history was a key component. You know, Sherman used to show – before every Packers-Bears rivalry game, uh, a short documentary outlining the history of the rivalry. And there would be, you know, in the meeting rooms, this is a great example of how it's changed under Matt LaFleur and how today's player is different. And let's say you're in the inside linebacker's meeting room. There would be black and white sepia-toned photos of Ray Nitschke, linebackers wow. of yesteryear. Not anymore. Now those rooms mostly have pictures of the current guys. And that, I think, speaks to the young, you know, how maybe the different generations view things. They want to see pictures of themselves, not a bunch of old guys. They don't know who they are. So uh, it's great that they used to do that. I personally believe you should continue to do that. But I would argue that they, put, they tend to pay more lip service to the history than actually honor the history these days. You could teach one of these courses, Wilde. We need to tap into guys like you, Crystal, other guys like that, that have been ingrained in the culture and ingrained in the franchise for a long time. I, I, I would love to at some point teach a, journal, a sports journalism class. I would love to be an adjunct professor. Um, but with the amount of nutcracker chauffeuring I do, it's going to have to wait till the girls are off to college, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, that'll be gone before you know it, pal. Enjoy it. I love that you make the ride every week. I love it when you talk about your family. You're a good family guy, man. That, that's such good stuff, Jason. No, stop. I appreciate you saying that, but 
Uh, I just do it because uh, we're really lucky that we got two awesome kids that want to do all these things. And I, I, I don't think that I'm any different than any other parent that would do this stuff. I just am glad gas prices have stayed low. That's the most important thing. That's right. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to everyone. Yes. All right. Uh, everybody, take care. Be good. Thank you so much. I love doing this twice a week, and I appreciate you guys. Hey, Merry we, Christmas. We appreciate it, too. Merry Christmas, Jason. All Have right, a guys. merry and safe Christmas.